I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Uh, there we go. All right. Welcome, everybody, to Suds, Dino, and the Dogfather, week of the 24th of April, NHL playoffs in full swing. Welcome, fellas. How are we doing? Good. How are you guys? Excellent. Looking yeah. forward to the show. Good. Yes, we got a big show planned. Lots of stuff to talk about. Um, we have a special guest, Mike Benton of the Seattle Kraken, on tonight. So uh, that should be, he, as as you said earlier, Dale. He should be in a good mood after last night's result. Oh yeah, Great. they played. They they played good and and uh, got the series tied up. And McCarr's missing a game. Yeah, talk to me about that one before we get going on to the golf and stuff. But tell me about McCarr. Suspension or not? Well, Richie, I'll leave that one up to you. <laughs> Dale, what's your opinion? I, I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm more here for the golf. I'm, a, I want to hear what Richie has to say. <laughs> <laughs> Richie, well, honestly, you know, uh, first of all, Kel McCarr is not that kind of player, so we don't. I want to get that on the table right now. But uh, you know, it, it was a hit where the puck was not there, so it was deemed an illegal hit. It was not a hit to the head, or where it was to injure the player. Uh, look, it's the first round of the playoffs. I don't care who you are. You better have your head on a swivel and be ready to be hit at all times. And I think McCann very much let his guard down. Uh, it being a, an illegal hit, um, how it was deemed, it is a suspendable offense. And I thought that uh, uh, hey, one game was what he would get, and, and he got that. And I guess, you know, if McCann can't play tomorrow night, then neither does Calvin Carr. Yeah, I read though uh, it was it was they called it was interference. Yeah, it it was Dean, but at the end of the day, it's still uh, the puck the puck was not there, so it it it's still deemed that that is deemed an illegal hit. In soccer, that's I just you know the playoff. only thing I have to say about these playoffs with with uh, when the playoffs start, all of a sudden they start dishing these fucking suspensions out like they're candies. Like it's like you get one, you get two, ah, uh, you get four, oh, you get two, you get one. Like <laughs> it's like. Let's have like a standard here because 
it's some of them it's like the guy gets three and it's like why is he getting that and another guy gets one and it's like well, well how does that work and and, and 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 when i saw bunting hit that night i went oh my gosh like that that was a bad hit i mean he he absolutely chicken winged the guy um yeah. and that was i really mean i get i get that it's a series and they're you know you got to take control of the series when they're playing at every second night you know, potentially seven games. Like it, could, it, I, I haven't been in a seven game series and and understood that, but I know you got to have control. But I don't know. I, uh, I just uh, think I love playoff hockey. I don't know. The referees aren't doing the best job in my. Dale, do you not think it it uh, it um it breeds contempt against the teams, so that it's even more physical the next time. Someone well, might have to go at my car tomorrow night to even it up, and now we've lost that ability, right? Yeah. Yeah, and and you know we talked about it. I don't know five six shows ago. The NHL they don't there's uh, the the uh, fines that they get are so minimal in my eyes. I don't know, uh, like if a guy you know what's the max fine? I, I want to say we talked about it. it's like seventy five hundred bucks or something, isn't it? Ninety five hundred yeah. unless it's that's the players association side of that. Right? that. Yeah, that was the deal that was done with the owners. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not. Hey, I'm not saying that. Like, you know, it's still a lot of money, and some of the guys that are getting penalty, you know, they might only be making half. Like, I mean, I'm, I know it, it's not it's still a lot of money. But... Look there, how much he's been fined over the years, and I don't think he gives a rat's ass. Is every suspension followed by a fine? You must get fined as well, or is it because I, you don't get wages? That I don't know, because they brought. They, I don't think so, because they broadcast the fine. Hey. They usually when when like even on the tickers like they'll broadcast you know, oh, he gets one one game and this and sometimes like they'll put the yeah it's twenty five hundred bucks you know and a game so I don't I, I don't know but well, I don't know, if you well, get all the games you're only missing the game guys don't care and that's why guys bucks. Do a little bit more you knew that you knew that deal they don't get paid in the playoffs the players oh they don't hey eh? no. Oh, I'd fucking bail or I mean, game eighty one. Bonuses and stuff, but they're not getting solid. Yeah, they made so much money in the regular year they don't need anymore. Yeah. Well, you know, some of you guys, <laughs> I don't know how you are. I'm a, I play for championships. I don't play for money. I play I play for the sport and uh yeah, nothing uh, else matters other than trophies. I'm a trophy <laughs> hunter. <laughs> I play for money. Sorry, Dale. You mean when you win, <laughs> when, when you win hey, Dale, everything's gravy. Yeah, it's for all the trophy hunters out there. Yeah, I, I play for the cash. You can have the trophies. Yeah. I got. No yeah, you can go. Left. You can go win the Leduc Senior Men's Open and count it as a <laughs> national title. I got a new golf bag if I win that one. Yeah. Oh, eighth place. Here's here's a ribbon. Everyone gets one. And a toaster. Here you go. And a, and a free refill on your coffee. <laughs> Keep my cup all day. All you right. Do styrofoam the, even. Talking about the Zurich this week because now this is your this is up your alley, Dale. Doubles when you have a partner that can bail you out. Good, yep. good win for the heralded two rookie boys, or not really rookies, but youngs. The twenty-six-year-old Davis Riley and Nick Hardy. Yeah, Davis. Davis is really, really, really has. I mean, his supposed to be unbelievable. I mean, he is really, really, really good. Like, his, I'm not going to believe this. How old is he? He's a twenty-six. Twenty-six. Both of them. There's a connection. Yeah, to this he. Uh, family. I think he's kind of underachieved up until now, but he's shown a bunch of of really good shit this year but you know the 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 two the guys both getting exemptions for two years and a shit event i don't know it's uh you got the players and the pga what's that you got the players and the pga yeah well you should get that 100 percent what we should be talking about if you're talking about the zurich and canadians or australians or whatever they are 
you making seven birdies in alternate shots in a row. <laughs> You're Jesus. rolling, baby. That will never yeah, happen they made, again. They made 10 on the day and part yeah, the last five holes. Seven in a row is a joke. And they part the last five holes. Yeah, well, they suck. How about that, eh? <laughs> they still yeah. suck. They still suck. <laughs> I'll, I'll, when we get Nick on next week yeah. or the week after, I'll, I'll yeah, make you say that again. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, I'll tell Nick. Right when their wives look at those $600,000 paychecks, I think they'll say they sucked. Yeah. Well, you know, I was, I was, I, uh, I thought that Keith Mitchell and Sanjay would, would be there. I also saw Bo and, and Wyndham. Those two guys are, they're trying to get their first wins and they've, they've had opportunities, Wyndham more than, than Bo. But, uh, you know, you get, you get under, you get under pressure and you got the camera under you and you haven't done it for like it's a different you know, has, but it's a different it's different they so. used to play a lot of foursomes in scotland before you played singles in the afternoon and the foursomes are tough like you used to shoot even part of foursomes you win every match for sure oh yeah well you go Not back anymore. and look like you go back and look at i mean you shoot one two under generally one or two hundred at that course, in you know, obviously for Patrick Cantley and, and Xander Shoffley playing together, that tend to shoot yeah. a lot better than that. But you shoot one two under an alternate shot, you're playing good golf. No, oh, for sure, it's oh, great, sure. great plan. No, it's really good. It's good to hear the two boys. The, the best question I heard was to each player: If Corey Connors said he wanted to play, would you have ditched your partner? And they both handled it really well. It was a good. It was a good question. What did they say? They said, "No, of course not. No, I'm going to stay with this guy." Yeah, exactly. oh, yeah. BS. Anyways, Lillian View, Dale. Yeah, that's awesome. That girl is incredible. My buddy Caddy's for her. We'll get him on the podcast one day. He's uh, she's she's unbelievable. I think we should be talking about the belly flop though. That's the best belly flop of all time. I know that's. We'll get him on when we when he's on. We'll ask him about the belly flop. Was he planned that or is it just happening? Oh, guaranteed he planned that. Did he? Did you hear the story about Lillian View? You know, the well, yeah. Better. I mean, I don't know. I don't watch much of that shit. D- you know, I just I read articles. So, hey, did you read the article about her father? Oh, no, how I did, didn't. How they got from Vietnam to the United States? It's an amazing story. He took a two-year process because he wanted to make a better life for his family, right? So he he went into a jung- jungle, or it was explained like to a jungle. Nobody knew, and he was building a boat. Took him two years by hand. And he built a boat big enough to carry 80 people. So after he got it finished, he said, right, everybody come around the corner. And they went, holy hell. They jumped in. Two days later, it started leaking. They got picked up by the U.S. Coast Guard. And that's how they arrived in the United States. Oh, well, it's so heartfelt. The Tuesday Tuesday evening heartfelt stories by Dean Gravity. I thought you read all these articles. That's just, I don't read that shit. I'd rather he, read uh, Jose De Jesus Rodriguez trying to, geez, trying to get across the border well, illegally multiple not. times and then getting caught. <laughs> you didn't see like that. that in the penthouse, I guess, eh? Did not show up in the penthouse? Well, you know, Dean, I can only read so much until my eyes hurt. <laughs> you know? There's plenty of pictures that you can, that you can I got to read your emails that are like, that are. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Dale, I don't know what you think, think about it, but I sure thought it was a help, heartfelt topic. So sorry. Yeah, pretty good story. All right. That's a great story. Talk to me about the former Dallas Cowboys quarterback, Tony Romo. Yeah, yeah. I watched a little bit of that. Uh, I don't know, whatever. I mean, he obviously loves golf. I thought Marty Fish, I can't remember where he finished. Marty Fish always plays good, too. Yeah, it's good, good to see nice, good celebrity names playing in it, though. I know, but honestly, when you watch the difference between them and a senior tour player, it is night and day. It's like Richie Sutter playing against Del Vallali. 
Sorry, I couldn't resist that. But it's well, like, no, and, and, you know, but, but that should be one player. of the, you know, if you're as a good player trying to learn and whatever, you know, who knows that the most is the guys that are competing against them. So the fish, the Romo, those guys, they're, they're like playing their best and then realizing like, you know, for years, obviously that, oh my God, wow. Yeah, no I am like, no, I am not even close to these yeah. guys. They, they even give them a point for a boogie. Yeah, well, they need to give him a point. They need to give you two points for doubles. <laughs> Just to stay anywhere close to anyone. How many beers have you had tonight? You seem very... Uh, mouthy. Yeah, mouthy and very aggressive tonight, Bill. I actually haven't had, I actually haven't had any. I just had I had uh, seven birdies. And I guess when you make seven birdies, you get a little confidence, you know? Are you playing a scramble on your, on your own ball? No, Dina, come on. I, if I play scramble on my own ball, I'm making 18 birdies. <laughs> Where'd you play Desert Bloom? No, I played Canot. I played the Blue Tees, which is But no, I played. I actually played really good. That was my fifth fifth round. How, what kind of shapes uh, Canot and Richie said? Yeah, Rich well, Dale, but uh, it's very average. Didn't you call me Richie? Nope. I no. said Richie said. What kind of shape is it? Oh, in Oh, sorry. It's uh, very average. Um, yeah, there's no ice burn, not much. You but say it's... that so an average putter can put pretty good on poor greens, eh? Well, they're really slow. It would be like a par three, like the worst par three ever. What winter kill? And no, they're just they're so slopey, and they don't get water until the dams. I mean, they don't get water for another couple of weeks, and so you got to be really cautious with them. And obviously, they still had low temperatures, and in the in the evenings and mornings, so they haven't been able to cut much. During the day, what's that? How warm is when getting down there during the day? Uh, I don't know. Probably two like sweaters and a two sweaters and a golf shirt. <laughs> oh, like twelve degrees for him. He's a bit no, nah, like fifteen, I think. Sixteen, a, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Tell him he'd be a pussy or what? I absolutely one hundred percent am when it comes to being cold. Jeez. Hey, uh, which player this week started sixty-two, sixty-two? Well, Taylor Gooch. That was unbelievable. How about that? Eh? Oh. In the live. Richie was watching it all. Well, I heard. Of, I heard about it. <laughs> that one actually. That one actually played out, and uh, I watched a little bit. It was. Adelaide. It wasn't live because, but uh, that one was actually done really well. They had eighty-four thousand uh, in that. In that final. Was that thirty thousand? They thirty thousand a day. Eighty-four thousand on the final day. Went, oh, did they really? Went through the gates. Yeah. Wow. Like, Good for like them. The Phoenix looked like the Phoenix Open. That was in Australia, right? The Phoenix yeah. Open gets like two fifty. Incredible. Yeah, that no, that was I was that was good to see because they actually did well that one. Uh, the Australia, they Chase, love golf and they don't get to, they don't get a chance to see those guys very often. Chase Cup made a one on that uh, that hole they'd set up like the sixteenth at. So- yeah, they set uh, that hole up to, for guys to like. They were guys were stiffing that every all day long. And that was a good shot though. I watched the shot they hit. It was good. Well, well yeah, obviously if you get a hole in one, it's a good yeah. shot. Hey, obviously if you get a hole in one, it's a good shot if it's a PJ Tour player. What was the distance of the hole? You hit full eight. Oh, it was like 145. Well, yeah, eight, eight iron up the hill. It was uphill as well. Was it eight iron? Or, I don't know. 145 to 165. It was a super long tee box. I don't know well, what. Really uh, well, yeah, no, it was awesome. It was, I don't know. It, um, 62, 62, anywhere is good. That's unbelievable. That's, yeah. That is yeah, unreal. And then, and then the next day he makes a couple bogeys and a double. Yeah. And it made it made it interesting for a little bit. One by two in the end, didn't he? Yeah, or three maybe he got to did he get yeah. back to nineteen, I think? Well, Ten ahead though, wasn't he? Ten ahead going to the final round. Well, it's energy. Yeah. You only play three rounds, so 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I need to awesome. get that one in. I need yeah. to get that one in. And then uh, how about some of the series? Hockey, before uh, Mike comes on, he should be on any second here. But uh, talk to me about the series. Your Oilers. Uh, talk to me about your Oilers. Well, they... Uh... They got, got they changed their changed their luck there at the end of that last game. That that they've just played so I don't know, they played obviously them in LA have a bunch of history the last couple of years, but they that game that series is so even right now, it's unbelievable. Okay. So they went to overtime, what, three of the four games. Yeah. Um the shots are generally pretty close. The power play is what's saving Edmonton because their power play, they were like I don't know, over fifty percent for a while there. Um, well, they're I don't, know, tonight they were, I don't know what, what's the score right now. Does anyone know? They're up three one tonight. They're running Are over. They 50, they're running over fifty six percent going in going in game f- uh, four, and they were two for two. So On their power play. There you go. Yeah, like their power plays. Yeah, it's just it's a joke. It's the best in NHL history, is it not? They scored, they've scored on their last three power play opportunities. Yeah. Why, yeah, some of your, of, why do some of your players dive quite a lot? Uh, I don't know because they're probably playing it with within the rules. That's what the Oilers do. They're late to dive, though, are they? Well, they're they're kind of replicating your favorite <laughs> sport, soccer, and acting like pussies. Wow! Right, how about, Richie. How about the Leaf series? Big ups, big uh, comeback, eh? Four one up in the third and get beat. Yeah. I think Hedman's more hurt than their. I think Hedman's more hurt, and then Sergeyev got hurt the other night. So the two best D guys are playing injured. Point did Point get hurt too? He's back though. He's back. Yeah, they've they've had a bunch of injuries and Without Toronto sure, that's actually a big, that's a big coming game. back with unbelievable. I, I think Toronto's got that one now. I, I when I when I saw that the overtime winner last night, they put the camera in the press box on uh, Jason Spezza and and uh, the GM Mr. Dumas and Dubik. Yeah, I've seen that too. And I think honestly. I'm happy for Kyle because I couldn't imagine the stress he's under, you know, if they were to lose. But honestly, I thought he was going to cry when they scored when they scored the winner last. Yeah, time. yeah. Honest to God, it looked like he was going to no, cry. For sure. Yeah, I agree. Well, if, they, if anyone can lose three games in a row, it's the Leafs. Hey? If anyone can lose three games in a row to lose a series in the first round, it's the Leafs. But I don't think that's happening. I don't no, think, I think they're going to win this. Right. I just, you know, yeah, and I, I, I look at Tampa right now. There's just there's not a lot of life in that in that lineup right now. Um, no, they got too many injuries. Braden Point is obviously playing hurt. I mean, he was not even a factor last night. Kucherov did everything he could to help. You know, he made some incredible plays. He is unbelievable. And, that and, guy. and Hedman's playing hurt. So and then Vasilevsky. Hedman's playing hurt. Sergeyev got hurt last game too. There. When you get the best goalie in the world, best goalie in the world, giving up four or five a night right now, you're not going to win. Yeah, no, for sure, exactly. Um, Some of those other series though are getting close. And then the Rangers, uh, they lost tonight, didn't they? They lost last night three one. But you know that's yeah. a, that's a great series because I think it was the I wasn't say it was the in off after the first two games by the Devils, but it was just like you know they were so green and so so uh, nervous Nellies and they're losing to a to a bigger, stronger, more experienced group the first two games. It looked like it was over, didn't it? And it looked like I mean, everyone thought it was over, and then they go in New York. Yeah, and, and remember that they're the Rangers, two. you know. They're you know, the Rangers are good, you know. That's there's not a lot of home there's not a lot of home uh there's a lot of they're playing basically next to each other too, so they're not traveling much either. Well eleven 
11 consecutive wins on the road by yeah, road, road teams going on tonight. Is that really? Yeah. So and, the Islanders, and a and bunch of overtime too. So that's 12. Yeah, I don't you know, tons of overtime games too. He's losing, so so that's that streak gets snapped tonight, possibly. But at the end of the day, uh, I just think what the Rangers or what what the Devils did back in Madison Square Garden has been has been unbelievable. But that's uh, I think you got to give a lot of credit to the to to their coaching staff, Lindy Ruff, a veteran coach, and uh, hey, Lethbridge boy, isn't he? Just tell the kids to go play, right? You know, exactly. and, and they they were huge. And uh, but then listen to good friend. I got good friends. Those both those guys. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com the coaches, uh, Jared, go on one side and lean in the other. And listening to Jared today, and he was just saying, like, so disappointed his top six fours last two games. He, oh, said, right. he said they just have produced nothing for us, you know. Um, but now we, now we get a series, right? Right across, drive 11 miles back across New Jersey. What is 11, yeah. I knew, <laughs> I knew it was close, eh? So All right. Well, it looks like we've got our special guest chiming in here. And... Uh, Mike, I saw you popped up there for a second. At least we saw him this week <laughs> after last week. Mike, are you there? I am here. Yes. Can you hear me? Yeah, we hear you loud and clear. Thanks, Mr. Mike. Ben, how's the boys' ball game doing? Oh, they're doing just fine. We got through the top of the first inning. Uh, no bumps, no bruises, uh, no scrapes, but uh, two runs, I think, on two hits. And uh, um, I would say about nine or ten different smiles here. So it's always a great day. Oh, Plus, I mean, good. hey. In this area, I just yeah, I just want to welcome you to the podcast and thanks for taking the time to join us. And uh, I want to I want to introduce you and uh, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. The team media guy for the Seattle Kraken. Yeah, thank you for having me here. Yes, yeah, so I handle the pregame intermission and postgame show here for each uh, Kraken radio broadcast um, across our local station uh, in the uh, Seattle area, Sports Radio 93.3 KJRFM. And uh, our audio network as well spans across um, Washington, Oregon, Montana, Alaska. So uh, we're continuously making every move here to grow the game, not just in this city, not, not just this region, but uh, across this whole great region. And, you know, so far, so good and flying colors right now. So yeah, Dino, hey Mike, my name's Dale. Dino's been trying to grow the, the game of golf for forty years. It's been a tough road for him. So we uh, <laughs> we wish you all the best. So Mike, are you the main crackhead? 
Well, if 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 you want to call me the 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 maestro of the microphone before the puck drop, after the final horn, and whenever ever it fits you, and Dave Tomlinson, our talented uh, play-by-play and color analyst uh, guys in those chairs, need a break, you can always always count me in. That's uh, my main gig there. I was I was trying to read up a little bit on some of the fans, some of the great names when they're called the Crackheads. Is that correct? The Seattle, yeah. Cracking fans are known as the crackheads. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think, you know, with us being still about uh, a team that's about a couple of years into, uh, you know, its NHL existence, you know, there there's still a few names floating out there. So I think as far as the actual, you know, if you want to kind of compare it to the Cameron crazies here for Duke, it's still very much open for business right now. It's <laughs> awesome. You got, still- perfect, you got a perfect radio voice, just saying. Thanks very much, Dale. Appreciate it. <laughs> so four yeah. games in. Uh, last night, watched the game. Um, what a game. Uh, exciting. Oh, Seattle's first uh, home ice playoff win. Um, what can you tell us about the first four games so far? Oh, my gosh, Rich. Um, I mean, I, I went on our airwaves earlier today with, with uh, one of our shows, and, you know, there there's a few guys who – uh, are still, you know, getting their feet wet with, I think, really beginning to enjoy how unique playoff hockey is and what playoff hockey is all about. And I said, man, that game for last night basically told you everything you need to know about playoff hockey. Uh, it was it, it had snarl. It was nasty. It had bite to it. It had some hate. You know, we we had a hero at the very end of overtime. We had a villain even developing, Kale McCarr, who's one of the cleanest players in this game. But you lay a hit like that, you know, to Jared McCann, you know, it it turns you from number eight on your jersey uh, in Seattle to public enemy number one. So uh, it it really drove the energy through the roof last night. I thought it was on brand Seattle as far as the volume level. And we've been talking about for, so long on you know how 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 loud a Stanley Cup playoff game in Seattle would sound. We've heard what it sounds like before with the Mariners, uh, with their great moments with Edgar Martinez, Cal Raleigh, the Storm with Sue Bird, the Seahawks with Richard Sherman and Beast Quake. Uh, this was <laughs> something that we had only begun to imagine, but now had finally see become reality and it's transferring many of those fans who enjoyed that experience and pack them all into a 17,000 plus seat arena and just go absolutely crazy. I've been in other buildings for the Stanley cup playoffs, that intensity, that level matched anything, if not jump the bar from what I have heard before. And man, it delivered as advertised and we still have one more game to go, which will be an elimination game. So, I mean, yeah, game five, I can't wait. Oh, game six, I really, really, so really Mike, can't wait. So, Mike, does this kind of validate the, the franchise now, being in the playoffs and being one of the teams? Do you feel it validates the, the, the reason they brought them back to Seattle? Yeah, I, I really think that, you know, we were kind of sleeping on a gold mine here for a long, long time, guys, you know, with – you know, how successful the Mariners had been with that run with Ken Griffey Jr., with the Seahawks, where they are right now. And, you know, I think there's one thing in common with a lot of these franchises, and it's one of the men at the top 
uh, and CEO Todd Lywicki here for the Kraken. I mean, the Seahawks were an also-ran franchise year, as a matter of fact, two decades. Uh, Todd Lywicki took control of them about uh, 20 years ago, right around uh, when Lumen Field was um, up on the rise, and he took them to a whole new level, and here they are now, one of the hallmark NFL franchises. Same thing as well with, 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 the, with the Sounders and the MLS. They're now a household name in this region and across the league as well. And Todd Lywicki took control of this team from the operational standpoint with the promise and with the pledge, and not just to make them relevant, but to make them dominant and find a purpose for everything that they do, whether it's on the ice, whether it's off the ice. And if there's one thing that you know about a Lywicki is that they will always promise you something, but they will go to great, and I mean great lengths, to fulfill every single promise. And not to mention, they are one of the most approachable people I have ever met here in sports, and they're one of my favorites. Hey, I got, I'm got. i going to interrupt really quickly with uh, going back to the, the Kraken. Uh, do you... Uh... When you, when you guys uh, like a new franchise comes in, it's there's super protection around you guys being able to re you know get guys like with Vegas the last couple of teams that have done it they've done really well. Why is that? Yeah, if you want to compare this here to the Vegas situation, I'm not, I com- think... not comparing, but just it, they they both did very very well, yeah, very very early. Yeah, I, I think the the right answer here for that is. They found a way to be able to grab the right kind of players, but under different sets of rules. And, you know, yeah. I go back and look at how Vegas did this about five years ago, and, and it, it was like the Wild West. And, and give them credit, there, there, there was nothing wrong with what they did, but as any NHL team does, they will find a way to, to take advantage of a loophole, and they did, and they leveraged uh, plenty of contract situations to – get the pieces that they needed to be an overnight success story out of the gate. Then all of a sudden we saw new rules come into place that basically, uh, you know, told us and told the Kraken, uh, you can't do it that way. But then all of a sudden they, they hire Ron Francis who then uh, finds his own analytics department. And if there's one thing that Ron does so well amongst many things is that he knows how to manage money and he knew how to manage his situation being that, Perhaps it was going to be a bit tough in year one, but you find a way to create enough cap space, have the foresight to see what players you could pursue ahead of the offseason, and then begin to build an incredible amount of draft stock and draft capital. Uh, You're all of a sudden talking about here having a winner, not just this year, but two years, three years, four years, Mm -hmm. and five years down the road. Uh, You know, he's, he's forgotten more about hockey than I will ever learn here. And if there's one thing that Ron is so good at, among many things, again, as I said, it's it's roster management. So for as tough a year as they had last season, they had the foresight to see that they had to add depth scoring around those pieces that they grabbed. So they had an Andre Burakovsky. They had a Justin Schultz as well. Um, granted, you know, the Shane Wright situation with the draft, that was a situation where they were more, you know, fortunate than anybody else, you know. And I think the old joke was when, you know, they found out that Shane was available. You know, they couldn't get out of their seats fast enough and run all the way to the podium and announce his name, the Seattle Kraken Select, um, from the Kingston front next. But uh, it, it, it's really, again, it, 
It's all about drafting long-term, building long-term. That's what Ron Francis is all about. It's a similar way with how he built the Carolina Hurricanes now into, um, you know, the continuous contender that we're seeing year after year after year. And this year told us here the Kraken are already ahead of schedule. And there's also one thing that teaches us here about this is that there's more and more pieces long-term that are going to be coming into play, falling into place. So for many people, you better get used to seeing the Kraken now in the postseason for quite a few years here. Well, the, the like capital they drafted well the last uh, couple couple of years, and and you look now like they are being rewarded for it. Uh, you get Shane Wright back at a uh, back from Windsor at the end of the year, and he's in Coachella Valley. And you got a team that's into their second round of the playoffs in the American League, and no, they're just doing well, but they're filling the building in a in a beautiful building down in uh, uh, the Palm Springs, Palm Desert area. So. There's a lot. There's a lot for the Kraken fan to be excited about moving forward for sure. They were better. They were a better team last night, no doubt about it. Well, it's amazing. You know, that game last night. It was like right from the get go. I mean, and then uh, out shooting, out playing, out scoring, out, yeah. out scoring, scoring chances, two to one almost through uh, the first you know thirty minutes, and then it's two nothing. Okay, this is going to be a runner rate train the rest of the night, and then. Colorado goes and gets two goals, Mike, and they tied on the Rotten power play goal late in the period. Uh, did it make some people in the building nervous? Oh, goodness. You could hear a pin drop by the end of the second period. And <laughs> yeah, I think if, there, if, there, if there's one thing for sure, I mean, hey, that that that's just playoff hockey for you. And yeah. I think if one thing's for certain, you know, if we're looking at maybe the best player in the series here for either team, you're looking at no one else than number 96 on the call. Colorado side and Miko Rantanen. I mean, everything Unreal. he is touching is going right toward the back of the net. I mean, they've they found an answer for maybe except for two periods on Nathan McKinnon. For the most part, they found their answer on Kale McCarr, and he's out of the picture for game five coming up here. Miko Rantanen now is all of a sudden in the primary defensive crosshairs for this team, and, and he has to be for the Kraken to stand a chance. To win this series, I can't believe I'm saying this here because the whole narrative about seven days ago was how fast will this series end because Colorado comes in defending champion, the Kraken come in first time. Well, you know, a lot of the prognostication said, okay, well, great Kraken, you know, here's your flowers. Go ahead and have a nice summer here. But there's a reason. I was that guy, Mike. I was that guy. I'm sorry. (laughs) I I, I believe that, you know, um... You look, you look. But I'm eating my words. I'm happy to say I'm wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm wrong, and I'm, I'm, I, I'm wrong. Well, you talk about depth and 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 or lack of it from the Colorado side with no Landeskog. Uh, all of a sudden, you know, you got you got Matt Nieto playing up the line, and and then some guys going down. Now Macar out, Bowen Barmer has to be a huge, huge piece and part of the game tomorrow night. But you go back to Seattle and you look at their depth. You know, lines one through four. Yeah. All three pairs play in the back end, and they're getting goaltending that we talked about a week ago about Grubar playing Grubar, against his yeah. old group. So uh, I think, you know what? Hey, they've won three of their last four times in Colorado, including the regular season. Uh, I'm, that team's going in there with a with a boat full of confidence tomorrow night, and it's going to be a hell of a game. Be I agree. Else, yeah, and, and if I can add to what I was saying earlier, there there's a reason why the Kraken got 100 points here this season, and it's not just with a match magic wand. I mean, they are really 
a, a sum of the whole parts operation here. And I think this is where their depth is going to come into play now that it is a best of three series, because we can talk all about Nathan McKinnon and he is as gifted as anybody on this planet of single-handedly taking over a game and taking over a series. We saw that in game three, but now that Colorado will be missing five of their top 11 scores from last year's postseason. Think about that. Wow. Five of the top 11 scores from last year's postseason are gone and out of the picture here in game five. Makar, Nachushkin, um, Gabriel Landeskog, Kadri, and then Andre Burakovsky as well. They're all out of the picture. And, you know, you can ask Nathan McKinnon to – Play that top line all you want. Play 25 minutes a night. Play defense if you want. Drive the team bus all you want. I really don't care. But the longer the series go, the more that fatigue comes into play. And for a Kraken team that is built with six 20-goal scores, they're still relatively healthy. You have Jeremy McCann out of the mix, but there are still plenty of weapons, and they can roll four lines and spread those minutes all across. The question again bears how much more – Wade can Colorado bear in this series before the whole house of cards comes right on uh, down. So this you know, is the beauty of making it a brand new series here. Hey Mike, that's the three now. Hey Mike, some might say that they got the hundred points because they played Vancouver tw- fifteen times. But is there any truth to that? I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to say that was the most impressive thing that Mike said was you don't get to a hundred points. <laughs> You're right, you, you don't get to a hundred points without being good. So yeah. that's I really I, that made sense to me. That's just because I'm a Canucks fan, Mike. Yeah, well, I wish I could say what I wanted to say about the Canucks. Oh boy, but... you're hanging in there. You're hanging in there right now. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna move to a quick section we like to call trivia or lack of trivia, Mike. And uh, like you're involved, this is a Seattle connection on these trivia questions. So this is brought to you by theporkmissile.com and the Evergreen Golf and Driving Range. First question. What was the first professional team, uh, pro team in Seattle? Then there's this is oh. not a multiple choice, Dale. Sorry. It's the. Uh, it's uh, I leave this up to Mike. Question: The first professional sports team in Seattle, 1967-68. I have no idea. Mike, any clues? Um, Mike's say, looking at we take a, 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 do, do you still hear me here? Yeah. Uh, it would 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 a hint be that we have to uh, take a plane right here for this one to find the answer? <laughs> yes. yes, correct. Yes, the Seattle Supersonics. Pilots. Uh, Supersonics. Yeah, Supersonics. Supersonics. Okay, Mike, I know you'll get this one, so I'm going to ask the other two guys. Who is known as Gar? Randy Johnson. Edgar Martinez, Dave Kreisig, or Ken Griffey Jr. Who is known? Well, I'm going with Gar. Edgar because it's in his name. Who is it, Dale? I'm going with Edgar just because Gar would be in his first name. I am too. Obviously, Edgar Martinez. Martinez, <laughs> known as Gar. Okay, next question. True or false, Dale? You like these? You got a 50, 50, 50 chance of getting this right. <laughs> Booner Buzz Night was an event held every year before a Mariners game. True or false? Oh, I'm... true. Mike, I I, I lost there there for a second. Can, can you repeat the question? Booner Buzz Night 
was an event held every year before a Mariners game. True or false? True. True. July, they shaved their head before one game in July to honor Jay Buhner. Oh, wow. Big Jay Buhner. How good is that? Number 19 right-handed bat, right fielder, designated hitter. He wow, had one of the right. best there's walk-up his, songs, there's too. There's your tidbit for the day. I love Jay Buhner. I love watching him play. Did you shave your head? He swings for the freaking fences all the time, eh, Mike? Oh, he! I was, I was just saying, you know, like in, in the era of the '90s where we had just begun to kind of explore with game entertainment. He had one of the best, baddest walk-up songs ever, and it was "Bad of the Bone" by George Thorogood. Every time, <laughs> that's awesome! Wow. Okay, the annual game of the Washington State Huskies versus, sorry, Washington Huskies against Washington State University is known as the Apple Cup. True or false? It's not the Apple Cup. False. I don't know. Mike? Between the Huskies and Cougars, that would be the Apple Cup. That would be true. Correct. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Dale's on a Dale's on a heater tonight. Is that over three, Dale? No, no, I got Edgar. Oh, you got one. Okay, sorry. And I was gonna ask this one, but it's already been mentioned, but I'm gonna throw out who was the Kraken's first pick in twenty twenty two? Shane Wright. We've already said that. Yeah. So, as per usual, you guys get nothing for the trivia. Congratulations, Mike. You helped them out no end. And uh, (laughs) I hate this game. Yeah, Dale doesn't like trivia. He only likes it when he only has a chance when there's true or false, and he even got the false one wrong. Yeah. Somehow, somehow, I have less. Somehow, I have less than a fifty percent chance of getting it correct in a true or false. (laughs) See, he's like me when I was like back in school. I hated the the uh, trivia game, the the essay question. It was all about multiple, it was it was all about multiple choice because you have at least a one in four shot of getting it right. Oh yeah, and hey, that, Mike, yeah. Mike, I, I hate when they, I hated when they put all the above in there though. All Mike, the above. <laughs> I hated that. Yeah, it's never D. Mike, all of our thousands of fans love hearing Dale struggle on the trivia because he doesn't struggle on many things. So thanks yeah. for playing that, that game with us. So uh, the last few minutes, Mike, what are your thoughts on tomorrow night's game? How's it going to go? Well, you know, I, I think if there's one thing we've seen uh, that's a common theme here, it's a strong start for the Kraken. It's happened every four games so far in the series. They've been able to get out to a one nothing advantage, and I would look for the same thing for tomorrow night's game uh, at Ball Arena in Denver, because that's a building that can just get you know their their energy and their volume pumping. They've been doing it for over 20 years here, so if they can find a way to contain the Avalanche again from the start and find a way to minimize what Dave Axtell's called the violent swings of momentum in these games, you know, say you give up one goal, then all of a sudden it leads to two in short order. They're going to be in good shape. You know, Philip Grubauer's proved that he's been had he's been able to bounce back here. Uh, the Kraken have their depth; they have their horses. Colorado's got a lot of questions here as far as their lineup. So this this is a game that is right here for the picking. Any merit to the first team that scores wins the game or not? Not no, I don't think so. Not really. It's not. Like it, it's not soccer, Dean. <laughs> Where they only score once. Well, you get one goal in the shut, shut, shut up shop. That's good defense, Dale. Anyways. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, what was the score? Oh, nil, nil. Oh, fuck. 
The half the stadium <laughs> fell asleep. He's not a connoisseur of the great game, uh, Mike, as you can tell. But he got Edgar right, though. Hey, hey, but you know what? I actually have one good Seattle story for you. Uh, I do just thought of it. My very first MLB baseball game I went to, and I thought of this because you talked about the walk-up songs. It was uh, my uncle took me there, and I went to uh, Cleveland at Seattle, and it was uh, Manny Ramirez was for Cleveland, and A-Rod was playing for for Seattle. And A-Rod's walk-up song, was who let the dogs out, and he went over oh, oh, yeah. five. <laughs> That's so, hilarious. Oof. Yeah, and that was right the first year. I think I was 12, 1997, 1996, and 1997. And uh, it was the year I went to play Crown Isle, Dean. I went and did oh, uh, sure. Canadian or Canadian Junior, and I played Sahali at the same time, which That's is amazing. One, yeah. Looking back, so yeah, 1997. Oh, see, Dale's got 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 a one up on me here. Oh, oh. I'm listening, Mike. Woof, woof, woof. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, yeah. Dale's got, got a one up on me here. I've I've been dying to play Sahali here for years. It's on my bucket list, but it, it keeps evading me here like a Tom and Jerry cartoon right now. So one of these days, but take Dale, plenty of balls, Mike. If you do. Well, maybe one day, Mike, if we get out there, you can take us. Yeah, we'll get I out. Say, hey, we'll get out one day, Mike. I just say, hey, I know Rich Sutter, and they say. Sir, your money is no good here. It's good in Viking, Alberta. <laughs> <laughs> That's where he stashes it all, Dale. Yeah, I know. I know he does. That's why he's always taking random road trips. Hey, Mike, so I just want to thank you for your valuable time. We really appreciate it. I know all our listeners will really be uh, very well, insightful of all the things you've said and really wish you good luck for tomorrow night with the Kraken and uh, – no, because my Canucks are gone, I'll be following the Kraken hard now. Well, hey, you know As what? I will be. The, the uh, Seattle Kraken are taking on any followers, any fans, <laughs> very much open for business because we're all one big hockey happy fan or a uh, happy hockey family right around these parts. At least I would say until that next Kraken Canucks game, right? Exactly. Mike, good luck with your with your uh, lad there. The rest of the ball game yeah. tonight. We'll talk soon. Thanks a lot, Mike. Nice. Really appreciate it. Thank it you awesome. very much, Thanks, fellas. Thank you, guys. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.